0: The first of our scripture readings this morning is from the book of Acts chapter 11 verses 1 through 18 and it's on page 1003 in your pew Bibles if you want to follow along Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God so when Peter went up to Jerusalem the circumcised believers criticized him saying Why did you go to the uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. And at that very moment three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa, and bring Simon, who is called Peter, and he will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then, God, if then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. Bless you. The second reading is from the book of John chapter 13 verses 31 through 35 when he had gone out jesus said oh that's on page 982 when he had gone out jesus said now the son of man had been glorified and god had been glorified in him if god has been glorified in him god will also glorify him in himself and would glorify him at once little children i am with you only a little longer
1: You know, I oftentimes work on sermons for quite a while, and I've been working on this one uh, quite a while. And it's on title "Love," and it's not love, as Corey might say. It's love of one one another, and it's feeling and acting in loving ways to, towards another person. And I had the sermon pretty well laid out, and that was a, it was going well. And then the Boston bombing hit. And so the sermon went and broke in half. And so what I want to talk about is what has been referred to often, and I'm sure you've heard of it, as the 11th commandment, which is what John is saying, as captured in, in the reading today. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you make, if you have love for one another. Now, it's, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? And what Jesus is saying is basically summarizing his, his ministry. God's message to us. Love. Love one another. And Again, it's not affection. It's being godly in love to, to, to someone else. I'm sure loving one another uh, is a simple statement. It's pretty understandable. Pretty simple that we should love each other. Uh, Jesus calls us to do this. God calls us to do this. But is it really that easy? Is it is it as simple as saying, just do it? Okay, I'm gonna do it. Doug, I'm going to love you. Aren't you lucky? Now, The next question that pops to your mind is, Whoa! uh, Who's everybody? Wait a minute now. I know Doug. That's pretty straightforward. But what about the person I don't know? You know, I know the people in the choir. I know most of you. Pretty easy to, to apply... The Eleventh Commandment: Love everyone. But where does everyone stop? Now we also read in 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 um, Mark: Love thy neighbor. Well, okay. I I got a relatively small neighborhood. I live in a, in the country. That doesn't too many people. But where does the neighborhood end? Is Mr. Rogers in my neighborhood? He tells me I'm in his neighborhood. Where does it end? Now, the important part here is, and let's, let's take a, a, a kind of a lighthearted view of this process. Does this mean I have to love Buck down at the hardware store? Tough question, right? No easy answers there. Buck at the hardware store is not the easily, most easily loved person you'd ever want to know. Do I have to love Buck? Well, where's the limitation? And it's important to, to note in this reading from uh, Mark, or from John, as much as the powerful statement of loving one another... It's very powerful. What is not said? There's no except in that statement. In that reading. I give you one new commandment. Not a suggestion. The word is commandment. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you, should, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Did anybody hear anything about except Buck in that? Or Biff, or Becky, or whoever? There's no limitation to that. Well, whoa, now now we're getting into a big thing here. It gets deep quickly, doesn't it? Well, Jesus was saying this to his disciples at a time when Jesus knew that he was not going to be there much longer, and he wanted them to understand a very significant point of his ministry: loving one another. He said it as a commandment. He didn't put any limitations on it. Well, a lot of people he was talking to his disciples. Yes, he was. But he's talking to us as well. Very much talking to us. If he was talking to his disciples, he meant that, that close cadre of friends that represented us. Mm, no, that's not what it says. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Aren't we disciples of Christ? Aren't we called by God to be disciples of Christ? So it's not, he's, not talking, he's talking to the disciples, but he's not limiting to the, to the disciples. Well, what is the limitation to loving people? Remember the game? People start to judge. I can't love Buck. He does. And we're quick to put labels on people, aren't we? When we shouldn't do that. Now, it's, all I'm saying is, this is what we're supposed to do, but we are human. And that's where it starts to get in the way. Now, a wonderful book on, on, that will make you think about the idea of judgment and understanding why you shouldn't judge and why you shouldn't, is a book by uh, Ron, Ron Hall and Denver Moore. Same kind of different as me. Ron Hall's wife, Deborah, decided that she was going to drag Ron down to a, a soup kitchen and they were going to serve dinner. They were not going to just serve dinner. They were going to love the people that were on the other side of that, of that dish and tray when they handed it to him. Somebody's got to answer his call. They, they were going to love, and Deborah practiced complete non-judgment. God bless her. What, a, what a, what an amazing woman. And Ron is her husband. Is, you know, he's clicking at these folks, and he's backing up until he hits something in the back, and he, then dra- Deborah would drag him forward. But. As the story unfolds, and I won't get into it very far, as the story unfolds, they befriend a man named Denver who turns out to be an amazing gospel disciple of, of God. Just an amazing man in a package that you would never in a million years, based on any kind of judgment, no matter how you judge it, you would have seen that package. But it was, Dem- it was Deborah's love, un uh, really full-bore love, no, no hesitations, no limitations for Denver that's, that made the, the ability of them to understand who Denver was. And because of that, they changed the lives of millions of people. It's an amazing book. But the point here is, she practiced something that it's almost impossible for all of us, certainly impossible for me to do. Now, I was doing pretty good down a different path on this sermon when the bombing hit. Try applying what I've just said to the two bombers. And you start to run into human frailties, don't you? Now the point here is, I don't know that I can, I certainly don't think I can love the two brothers. I abhor the evil that they created. But my thought process says to me, I can't hate them either. I don't know them. I don't know who, what caused them. I can guess at it, and we're all guessing, that political sense The jihad has said to them that God wants them to do that. That evil. I can't believe that. I'm having trouble with that. Now, are they a victim of their own religion or are they a victim of people's interpretation of their own religion? Does it make a difference? The act that they did was evil. But we're called to love them called to, la- to act lovingly to them. doesn't say we have to kiss and make up with them. Yeah. And even then, it's pretty hard to get your arms around and your mind around how you would react if you actually were with those two brothers. Uh, pretty hard to be with the one brother now. Um, but as I watched that clip, the initial clips on Fox... Of what happened. You know, the the absolute horror of the act itself was evil. But what happened around immediately thereafter? If you watched, you saw men and women rushing to help those that were hurt. They didn't know there was another bomb. They didn't care if there was another bomb. The outpour of love to those that were injured Was exactly what Jesus is talking about. One clip strips. One clip sticks into my mind. You see this man helping someone. You don't see see who it is. This man is helping someone, and he takes the shirt off his back to to stop the blood. The lesson is that love can overcome evil. Love is the response to evil. Not hate. Love is the response to evil. We saw it in Boston. It continued, didn't it? It was a wonderful thing. If I had a third page, I'd be much better at this. There it is. So, let's remind ourselves what the message is in the reading today. Jesus' message. No, his commandment to us is very simple and straightforward. Act in loving ways to everyone. Without limitation, without judgment, be a disciple of Christ. Jesus' words. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Amen.